It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. To tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Cade Moyer, and you are listening to the Believe Paranormal and UFO Podcast. If you have had an encounter and would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to leave us a rating or review wherever you listen and head on over to our website, believepod.com, and consider becoming a member to get bonus episodes and video content. Tonight I'm joined by Anna, and Anna has been having some very unusual encounters in the New South Wales town of Hillania Bathurst. And I'm just going to give everyone a hot tip. This isn't the first time this town has popped up on the podcast. So, Anna, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kate. How are you going? It's good. It's good to have you on. I My ears really pricked up when you said you've been having some unusual encounters near Hilland because mm. you would be, I think, about the, the second or third person who's come on the podcast who has experienced something odd in that region. And I find that absolutely unreal. I think that is the coolest thing that, we have this almost collection of, of guests who have been experiencing the weird and the unknown from this one spot. So tell me, what, what happened to you when you went and visited Hill End? Well, it kind of, <laughs> going there, I didn't really know anything about the place. It wasn't, I didn't know that there was any activity. I didn't really know anything, really. My partner's um, family had booked a farm stay near Hilland um, and we were meant to go camping but then they felt a bit weird at the campground so we ended up getting this farm stay so we thought okay why not let's join in um, so we got there and one of the days I think it was the second day we were there we decided to go to Safala which is a little town just before Hilland and then Hilland for the rest of the day um, so Safala was <laughs> also strange in itself but more so for I guess, the culture of the town, I'd say. Um, Very, very, very old country town. Um, Very tiny as well. Um, But it was really beautiful. And then after that, after 
few strange looks from people, <laughs> we went on to Hilland. Um, and I initially thought Hilland was like stunning. Like my family's from Europe and when we drove into Hilland, there's all these lovely big trees um, and forests and stuff like that. And it kind of reminded me of where my mum lives. Well, my mum grew up in Germany. So I was like, oh, this is beautiful. I'm so excited. Um, and we got through and it seemed a bit touristy like there was a few like um i think one or two tourist buses or whatnot but it's tiny like there's one little pub a little cafe and then it's like all the historic houses in the area so we decided to get out and have a look around um and as we were walking through the town um i just started feeling like unwell and uneasy um, and I wasn't, I don't know, I hadn't eaten anything funny. I was feeling fine all morning. And it was just as we were walking through, I just started feeling funny. Um, and like like an irky kind of feeling, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, and as we kind of walked through more, we were looking at all the old houses and how people used to live. And I don't know. I said, but it's an old gold mining town. So they're talking about all the pioneers and how people used to live there. Um, and it was fairly interesting. But the deeper that we got through the town, the more and more uneasy I felt. And the more I felt like I really just wanted to get out of there, <laughs> um, which was not the nicest feeling, I can't say. Um, but anyhow, we decided to go to the pub and try and get some lunch and that didn't really go down so well so we decided to leave um and as we left again sitting in the car i was feeling pretty uneasy and it was just progressing throughout the day um and we ended up dropping back into safala still feeling unwell then i popped when we went home or to the farm say i should say and um i decided to go lay down and i ended up falling asleep and it would have been maybe i don't know five six o'clock in the afternoon um which is not normal for me <laughs> generally up pretty late um and then it was i had a bit of an uneasy sleep but fairly normal and then at three o'clock in the morning i was jolted awake um and i think i mentioned in my email i've had a few paranormal encounters before and they usually happen around that three o'clock 3 30 ish mark which I guess is pretty typical. Um, but as I jolted up, I was like, looked at the time and was like, oh no. And it's just already had that uneasy feeling, but definitely amplified. And then as I was kind of sitting myself up, I started seeing in my mind's eye, like all of these negative experiences that had happened to me personally. Um, and whether that be like trauma or just just general bad experiences that you wouldn't want to have flashing before you at all. I don't think anyone would ask for that. Um, but they were all rushing at me, like sitting there kind of a bit stiff and a bit terrified. And all of these things were just flowing through my brain. And I was just like, what is going on? And like, I remember I started to get quite upset because I couldn't control it. I couldn't stop it. I couldn't say, I don't know. I just, I couldn't do anything about it. Like it just kept going on and on. And no matter how much I wanted to, to think positively or 
go and I don't know do something to shake it off it just wouldn't go away it was like it was like it almost how do I explain that it just took over like I just could not get out of it and then as I kind of I was starting to cry and starting to get quite upset and starting to to breathe quite heavily because I was just scared at that point because I didn't know what was happening to me um, and then in the corner of my eye, in my peripheral, that's <laughs> giving me goosebumps thinking about it again, but um, there was this black figure, total shadow. Um, and uh, this is probably a, a more lighthearted way of looking at it, but if you guys watch The Mighty Boosh, the figure kind of reminded me of the spirit of Jazz. He had that long, dread, kind of stringy hair, really tall and he had a, a hat on um and it was all shadow except for his eyes and they were just piercing white like totally white and it and he was standing in my peripheral and he would not let go like it was like he had this grip on me and he was trying to take just take me down mentally and it and it it's just ugh goosebumpy um but it was really quite scary like i i've had other encounters before with human spirits and they've all always been light-hearted or or they've they've had a certain feeling about them but they've never felt bad they've never felt like they're trying to hurt me they've never felt like they have some sort of grip on me it's almost like they're a friend they're saying hey and then they're off they go this was totally not human at all and not only was it not human, it had its full intent on me and it would not let go of me. And I didn't know how to get out of it. Like I was really terrified and I haven't really been that terrified before. And um, I remember like crying, like, and I just couldn't stop crying. And then these images were like beaming in my brain, but even harder now, like almost like a drum beating, like it just wouldn't stop. And then it was, he was still standing there watching me and like slightly moving closer, but more so in like a, he wasn't walking or anything. Just the whole figure was moving um, closer. And then I remember rolling over to my partner because I was trying anything to, to be like, you're not welcome here. Trying to think any positive thoughts, trying to, you know, imagine a white light or something taking over, but it just, nothing was working. Um, and I remember waking up my partner and he was really confused because I was crying and <laughs> freaking out and he was like, okay, just come here and I'll hold you. So he grabbed me and held on to me for, I don't know how long it was, but it felt like a really long time and I could still feel this thing just totally gripping me, like couldn't get away from it. Um, and it's some time had passed. I'm not sure how long. I don't really didn't really take much notice of the time when it was happening. Um, but then I kind of felt this sense of relief, like this heaviness had gone or the blackness had gone. Um, and I kind of rolled around to where he was and he was no longer there, um, which I was like, okay, like I'm safe. It's okay. Nothing bad has happened. Like I'm here. It's all good trying to make some sort of sense out of the whole thing. And then I vividly remember 
when I eventually got to the point where I was like, I'm okay, it's okay now, he's gone now, all the sound came back. And I mean, we were staying at a farm stay. So there was animal noises, there was bush noises, there was car noises because there was the highway just up the road from us. And I didn't even realize at the time that there was no sound. And then I just remember this like really loud whoosh of all the background noise coming back. And I was like, oh, that was, that was something else. Like that really cemented for me that that was not some sort of sleep paralysis or anything like that. Cause I remember looking up about that kind of figure afterwards. And a lot of people were saying it might be sleep paralysis, might be a mental health thing, but I could move. I was awake. I had control over myself. Like I didn't feel like I was in any dream state or anything like that. Like I was dead wide awake. Um, and yeah, the whole sound thing really cemented that for me. But yeah. <laughs> that sound thing is really, really odd because mm. it's kind of like you're in a vacuum of this this mm. intense encounter and the rest of the world didn't matter at that point yeah, in time. 100%. That's a perfect way of explaining that, the vacuum. It did really feel like it was almost like it was really loud, but loud with silence, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Like the silence was deafening. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I have, I have so many questions because this would have been an absolutely <laughs> terrifying encounter because, you know, yep. you, you don't have control over what's going into your mind. And, you know, mm. I, I can say geez, that would have been terrible, but I can't even imagine that. You know, that's that's something that I, I just can't fathom how that would happen and how someone would react to that, let alone it just being incredibly negative thoughts going into your mind mm. over and over and over and just being bombarded with it. That That there is just so terrifying on its own without even going into the fact that there was some unknown presence in the room with you. Mm. What was, what was going through your mind? Like, were you able to kind of in, in that moment, were you able to, I guess, fathom what was going on, kind of understand the situation or was it really all just a bit of a sensory overload? Well, I knew that it was something bad if that makes sense like I like I said I've had other experiences and they've always had a particular feel about them or they've just never been negative and and they've never had like a mental grip or anything like that it's just been an experience and then afterwards I'm like oh okay that happened now I can make sense of that but this I knew from the get-go that something bad was happening but I didn't know what like I the fact that I couldn't control what was going in my mind that really scared me like I, I I just remember sitting there and trying anything and everything to just block that out with some sort of positivity or some sort of anything really um, and it was only until you know my partner kind of took over that that I felt a little bit more safe but I felt like if I was alone in that I wouldn't have been able to overcome that like that's how intense it felt how long do you think it was going on for it it almost sounds like this was going on for you know quite a while like minutes 
minutes of just pure well, terror. Yeah, and it felt like that too. Like, and I remember when I came round, it would have been like, gosh, I would say somewhere around like when I started to look at the clock, it was somewhere, you know, quite close to four o'clock in the morning. So this was quite a long ordeal until I looked at the clock basically from when I woke up. Um, and when I say I woke, like I was very much jolted awake, like there was no, I wasn't dreaming anything funny or anything like that. Um, and then I just remember looking at the clock three and kind of having it in the back of my mind, like, oh no, here we go. Yeah, nothing, um, nothing good ever happens at 3 a.m. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, oh no. And then, but I, you know, sometimes I wake up at three and there's nothing and it's fine and it's not a problem. So I was just like, okay, maybe it's not a thing. And then all of a sudden, it just hit me out of nowhere. And like, I would say it would have been a good few minutes or so that I was definitely in that grip. Um, yeah. How long into this experience uh, was it before your, your partner started to intervene with what was going on? Because I'm really interested to to hear what his perspective really would have been from this because that would have been, it would have been really thrown thrown out by just being asleep and then you're having this, this essentially potentially an attack happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just remember he was very confused because I kind of like was touching, like trying to grab him. Um, and I remember like cause I was crying quite a bit, but I was trying to be quiet at the same time because his parents were in the room next to us. So I didn't want to like alert anyone. But at the same time, it started getting to the point where I was like, I can't control this now. Like I need to do something. Um, and I remember trying to grab onto him and he must have like a, Luckily, it woke him up um, and he rolled over and he was so confused the whole time, just being like, what's going on? Like, are you okay? What's happening? And I just kept being like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just just be here. Um, and I, yeah, afterwards, like I told him what happened and he was quite taken aback. Like, he was like, that's quite scary. And I was like, yeah, it was. <laughs> um, and then t- telling him about the sound thing as well. Because he didn't see anything, didn't experiencing anything per se. He's just watching me in this state. So I think he was more concerned and confused than anything else. Yeah, because that was actually going to be my next question is the fact that you woke him up. I was wondering if he, he was able to, I don't know, experience the same thing that you were mm. or at least witness something causing this. And now a quick word from our sponsor. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. No, you didn't see anything. (laughs) 
it was definitely just me. <laughs> Cause he's here and I've had other experiences where I've helped other people in our room or whatnot and he's not seen anything that I have. Yeah, it definitely seems like you have some like <laughs> sensitivity to the yeah. to to that type of thing going on in your life mm. because the the fact that you you couldn't have control over these thoughts was that something that you were and, and you know excuse me if this is the dumbest question in the world but were you trying to stop the thoughts like were you was there I don't know how yeah, to say this like, like put up a I mental remember, block yeah like I just. <laughs> I don't, I remember a while ago when I had a, other another experience and that was more human and nothing particularly bad or anything like that. But I remember I went to a few different people who are kind of well-versed in these things and how to deal with them and whatnot. And I said, you know, how can I kind of move forward in a respectful way and not, you know, I don't want to offend any of the spirit or whatnot. Um, but I also want to just move forward, you know. Um, and they kind of, they always suggested, you know, saging and asking politely, you know, thank you, but your presence is not welcome here. Um, and offering different modes of, I guess, letting them pass through. Um, and I, so I tried that. Obviously, I couldn't sage at the time. <laughs> but I was trying to, to say things like, you know, you're not welcome here. And then I was trying to think of positive things in my life to try and like counteract the negative stuff. But it was like, and like I've had, you know, everyone gets a bit depressed sometimes. And that's kind of, I guess it was kind of like that, but like on overdrive, like it just wouldn't stop. And it didn't matter what I thought or what I did or what I said or anything like that like part of me also was thinking don't cry don't show it that you're that you're being gripped or whatnot but it just it kind of overcame me like I like it was almost like it was pulling it out of me if that makes sense but yeah it was really difficult to try and get it to stop or to you know yeah it's it's really really concerning because it's almost like this thing what I take from this is that this thing was almost feeding off this fear. So yeah. it was generating this yeah. to, I don't know, does it use this to move on to someone else? It's That's the I scary part. I have no idea. And it, it 100%, hey, like it did feel like it was, it just had me in this grip and I could not, I, I just didn't know what to do. And I, I've never really been in anything like I don't think anyone really like but <laughs> you know, it's not really a common experience, I wouldn't say, but it was so it was just so strange because it's like nothing I've ever felt before. And I just didn't yeah, I just felt very helpless <laughs> in part of it. Yeah, and the the thing is like not only is this these thoughts being projected into your mind terrifying and you know, unpleasant and 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 sad and and all those emotions. But mm. while you're going through your encounter there, I, I kind of googled the the spirit of uh, jazz from the mighty Boosh, and <laughs> this thing looks like a straight up voodoo witch doctor. Yeah, so it was more so. I mean, that's a very probably a, a bit of a silly analogy, but I'm just trying to make it a little bit more lighthearted. Um, but it was that kind of shadow 
figure, like the, I guess the shadow of that. Like I just clearly remember it being all black, very tall, very large, like just really tall. Um, and then I remember it having stringy or like dreadlock kind of hair as the shadow coming down from its like, I guess the, the nape of the neck down past the shoulders and then this hat and then just piercing white eyes and everything else was black, but it was just piercing white and it just had that kind of grip on me. And I knew that like I couldn't see anything in the eyes, if that makes sense, but I knew that it was watching me. I didn't realise this thing had a hat on. Yeah, it had a hat on. Have you heard yeah. of the, I guess, the, the yeah, the hat man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have, yeah. So I, I had a few... Like I, I guess I, I went to Reddit after this experience because I thought maybe Reddit is kind of credible. Not so much. I don't think I got the best, I guess, opinions out of that. A lot of people just said that it was sleep paralysis, but I was like, no, I was definitely awake and I could definitely move. And it was, you know, I just, you know, trying to explain that on Reddit, I don't think was the best idea. But um, yeah, they kind of took put me on to shadow men and then the hat man but i didn't look too much into it i just remember reading about the shadow men and it kind of it didn't really quite fit in with what i'd experienced yeah what you've experienced is this it's its own kettle of fish like i've never heard of Mm. anyone having that type of encounter before and I, i couldn't even I guess people would even have trouble explaining that to someone to say, I was having thoughts projected in my head that weren't mine or they were mine, but I wasn't thinking them. Something else knew I had these. Mm-hmm. That's That there would be so difficult to explain to someone. And to you really couldn't tell anyone who wasn't into this type of thing about that. No. Because, <laughs> I mean... Definitely not. They, they would... I don't mean to <laughs> offend, but you know, no, people might think like they think I'm a bit nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because hundred <laughs> yeah, percent, yeah. it's it's something that is just yeah. so so unique that you just couldn't talk to anyone about that. Is that something that you've had difficulty with? Yes, I mean, actually, yes and no. Like a lot of people, I guess, are like that's strange. I don't really know how to take it. But then I ended up speaking to his my partner's parents a little bit, well, actually a few weeks ago. So it's been a a good two years or so since the experience. Um, And when I was talking to them, they were like, oh, that's strange because that night we had quite a negative feeling in the end of the house and that's where the bedrooms were. So they were quite open to it, which I was surprised about because I thought that they definitely think I'm totally nuts. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) which doesn't look too great with your partner girlfriend <laughs> but um but i i've gotten like mixed reviews some people think it's pretty nuts other people are like yeah okay that sounds pretty terrifying and like to this day i still don't know but i'm very open and i'm you know i've had like i said i've had other experiences and not only that like i just have always felt a little bit more in the middle if that makes sense <laughs> Um, with, I guess, people and not people, or not alive people. Um, but yeah, I just, 
I, I still, I just, I, that was not human. And that's as much as I can get out of it. It wasn't human and I don't know what it was and I don't particularly want to experience it again, but I'm also curious to know if other people have experienced things like this or if this was just like a total different thing. I'm not sure. Yeah, and, you know, it's the whole reason this podcast exists is to to share these really unique stories and situations mm-hmm. like your own because to have an encounter like this, it would it would feel quite isolating and mm-hmm. unrelatable. So to, to come on to the podcast and, and share it, one, I want to thank you so much, and two, I think it's incredibly brave of you to, to do so because, you know, a lot of people would say, hey, that was just sleep paralysis, you know, because of A, B, and C, but you're the one who experienced it, and the way yeah. that you described it, tells me that it completely wasn't sleep paralysis because you were you you were awake before this happened. Yeah. Yeah. So one yeah. thing that you you said there that really interested me was the the fact that you thought that this wasn't human. So yeah. what what do you think it was then? It just it felt like a really dark presence. And I'm not sure how to explain that. Like, I don't, I'm not going to be like it was a demon or something like that. I don't know. It just felt like a dark presence. And even though it had a human form to it, it didn't, like, it was almost like I could imagine it shifting or changing. Like, it didn't feel like that was its form, if that makes sense. Um, It just felt like like a very dark presence. Where do you think it came from? Do you think this followed you from Hill End? I definitely, hey, like I really think that it followed me from Hill End because nothing and, and like the farm say we were in, albeit it was slightly creepy, just the house because I don't really particularly love uh, super old houses. <laughs> Sometimes they freak me out a bit. But I, the first night, no problem. The second night is when it happened. Um, and I didn't have, you know, as I said, the first night when I was there, I felt quite comfortable. I didn't have any issues. There was no, I didn't feel any, I wasn't irked by anything, nothing like that. And I had a, actually a really good night's sleep and everything. And then the next day we went to Hill End. And then <clears throat> what makes me think that it's Hill End is because I felt unwell and like I wanted to be out of there pretty much as we got there. And the more that we walked through the town, I was like, this I just I can't be here like I don't want to be here and it wasn't just the town it was just this heavy feeling and I was like I just want to get out of here and I don't know if this thing clung on to that or knew that or something but it it was there and then the next night I had no problems um in this house and then the night after that no problems in the house like there was no issues going to sleep or sleeping through the whole night i didn't have anything else visit me nothing so i just feel like it kind of started in hill end and then i guess waited till i was at a vulnerable point and showed itself i guess i don't know how to explain that but yeah like it was kind of just biding its time to for the right opportunity yeah yeah it's it's a it's a really interesting set of encounters, even from the start, you know, going into Hill End and, you know, feeling off from the get-go. That is, 
does that make you really question how you feel when you go into other places and you just kind of feel a bit off then? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> like sometimes I feel like I have a bit of a, yeah, like a general feel about things. And like, I don't know, I was talking to my partner the other day about a silly story about when my family and I went canoeing and I had a really bad feeling about it in the morning and I remember not wanting to go. And then I, my mum <laughs> forced me at 12 to go in this canoe um, despite everything and despite me kicking my heels and being like, no, I don't want to go. And then we ended up like, it ended up turning into a bad experience and like half of my family had to be saved and things like this. Oh my so goodness. I kind of, yeah. So I don't know. And I don't, I don't like saying it, but sometimes I'm like, maybe there is some sort of like, there's a gut feeling or a gut kind of premonition that's like, no, that's going to be a bad time. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that makes sense but yeah it was kind of like that and then I guess there are some places and there is actually a few weeks ago in my backyard I remember I was talking to my friend about this because um, I was a bit excited to be on the podcast um, but I was telling him the story and I remember sitting in the backyard and I all of a sudden had this like really irky feeling again and I mean it's like a bit embarrassing but I ended up running inside because I was like I don't want whatever this feeling is and I don't know what it is and I'm not you know I'm not going to stay here to find that out so ended up running back inside (laughs) yeah look I don't think anyone would blame you after what you've been through (laughs) yeah (laughs) will you ever go back to Helen like does does the curiosity of the the encounter ever make you just want to look into it more or is that something that you just want to avoid um no like hey on and off with that hey like this part of me that is like, like, what was that? I need to figure that out. Like, I want to know. And I am very naturally curious. Um, so there is that kind of morbid curiosity in me that's like, yes, figure it out. Go back, you know. But then there's also the fear in me of like, I don't want that to happen again because I managed to get out of that that time. What would happen again? Do you know what I mean? Like, it could be worse. It could be something different. It could be, I don't know. Um, it could not happen at all. Um, but there is that kind of teetering between, yes, I want to know. No, I don't want to know because I don't want to do that again. Um, but on the same token, like uh, after the experience, I did try to research if there was anything in Hilland, if people had stories, if people had anything. And I couldn't really find anything until you mentioned that there were other stories in Hilland. So it's there's something going on there, 100%. It's just a strange, strange place. It, it really is. And the, mm. the problem is, is that it's such a little town and, you know, people in small mm. towns, they don't talk about this stuff, which is really <laughs> unfortunate because, you know, like I said earlier, I've had people come on the, the podcast talking about Hill End and they've, you know, they've seen flying humanoid creatures there and they've seen, mm. you know, UFOs and weird lights and things like that. It's mm. It's this weird little pocket of... Of activity and you know the really the people is. who have experienced these things they were these are i would say very seasoned people of the paranormal and mm. it scared the crap out of them like they mm. they don't want to experience what they experienced ever again and yeah you know it makes me wonder like what is going on in that town because hilland is this tiny little like gold mining town that would ha- just have decades of 
of uh, no, no, not even decades, probably centuries of history there. And I just I want to know what's what's going on there because I think there's some small town secrets going on. <laughs> oh yeah, and it definitely felt like that going through there as well. Like I don't, it, there was a few like a few areas where you could read like the whole the historic plaques and things like that about how they used to live and how life was and whatnot. And it seems like the town was quite popular during the gold rush and then it very much died off and then became a bit of a ghost town and then kind of fluctuates between population and popularity i guess of the town and at the moment now it's in a very <laughs> a very big lull of pretty much nothing but tourists and the pub i guess um so i don't know i feel like stuff like that like i'm a firm believer in energy and how that affects a place and how a place can hold so much and i feel like during the gold rush especially and during gold mining times i guess there are a lot of like accidents and deaths and things that happen and and poverty and people you know people making it big and then losing it and stuff like that like i feel like these places hold on to that um and it just feels like there is a very rich history to that place but also dark yeah, yeah. I agree with absolutely everything you said. Honestly, I couldn't say it any any better than what you did because, <laughs> like you said, there's just so much that has gone on in that town and so many mm. people would have just passed through it throughout the uh, throughout the centuries. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a, there's a lot of secrets there that are, you know, yet to be discovered and uh, hopefully we get some people who have passed through Hilland and might be able to shine some light on potentially experiences like yourself because I I would even love to go to Hillland once all this this craziness of the world kind of <laughs> dies down because I think there's a bit of activity going on there. I think it's a bit of a hot oh, spot. Yeah. yeah, it definitely feels like that. And like even saying that, <laughs> just to, to lighten the mood a little bit, Hillland's actually quite beautiful. Like the, the actual landscape and scenery and all the bushwalks and all the old gold mines and stuff that they still have dug out are gorgeous, like so pretty. But it's just, it's just unfortunate that the whole place feels funny. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've I've done some googling of the place, and it, yeah, generally, it looks amazing. Like it, it just mm. looks so so beautiful out there. So if anything, go out there, look for some scary scary fun, and <laughs> you know, just look at some yeah. beautiful scenery as a as yep. a as a runner-up prize. I mean, nothing wrong with that silver, that's for sure. <laughs> well, Anna, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You've been a fantastic guest and I want to just thank you for, for coming on and share that encounter that you that you had in Hill End and how it potentially followed you home. <laughs> yeah, I hope not, hey. <laughs> I live pretty far from there now, so we'll just keep that at bay. But thanks for giving me the space to actually you know, put that story out there as nuts it might sound to some people. I feel like this space is quite open and I feel very honoured to be part of that and to be able to share that. So thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Believe Paranormal and UFO podcast. If you have had an encounter and you would like to share it, please get in touch with me. My email address is believepod at gmail.com. 
Finally, don't forget to follow us on all our social media outlets and be sure to join our Discord server to talk to other listeners of the show. You'll find all these links in our show notes. Thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 